How we doing, everybody? Welcome back to the old JK MMA podcast. This is no, episode number twenty-three. Want to welcome y'all back. Um, got a, f- some good stuff to get into today. Um, let's just go ahead and dive hard into it, like we always do. Um, first order of business would be UFC Fight Night Smith first Rakic. Um, I've been I was saying Rakic wrong. All last week, by the way, I was saying Rakic, uh, or Ratchich. I couldn't figure out how to say his last name. I don't know what is wrong with me, uh, but couldn't figure it out for some reason. But uh, let's go ahead and get on right into fi- uh, UFC Fight Night Smith vs. Rakic from last weekend. Obviously, not this weekend. The fight's already happened. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, Ricardo Lamas um, ended up beating Bill Aligio. Alagio, um, via decision, um, he looked pretty good in, during the fight, uh, obviously, in my opinion, didn't look like the Ricardo, Ricardo Lamas that we're used to seeing, not used to seeing, but, you know, Ricardo Lamas of old, uh, you know, Jose Aldo, Uriah Faber, those kind of fights, um, he still looked good, he, um, he didn't, a uh, first round was a little bit off for him, uh, it took him a little while to find his groove, but once he did, um, it wasn't, not an easy fight for him, but he took he took control, ended up beating uh, Bill. Um, decision win look um, looked very impressive. Uh, he kind of hinted at retirement there at the end. He doesn't. He said he didn't really know uh, how much longer he can do this, which is fair enough. I mean, the guy's been just in the UFC for about ten years now, which is absolutely insane. I mean, just I mean, just think of any sport y'all have played. Uh, I don't know if you guys played maybe high school football, high school basketball. Um, any of those, any of those things, um, those four years, I played football for two years and I was like, fuck this. I mean, three years, including fucking eighth grade, but I was like, fuck this. This sucks. I don't want to dedicate my life to this for fucking any longer than I have to. Um, martial arts for me is a lot different thing. I've been doing it for about two years now and I love it, but I'm sure when I'm 45, I'm not going to want to fucking keep training and fighting. Uh, not a thing I would want to do, but. Best of luck to Ricardo Lamas and whatever he does. If I was him, I would retire, go out with a win. He was on a three-fight losing streak, I believe. So hopefully, I hope he retires. If he does, great career. Congratulations to everything for him. Uh, one of the legends of the sport, for sure. And a fight I got incorrectly. Did not realize that Alexa Grasso was fighting that uh, Korean girl. I can't remember her name. I am so sorry to her. Let me find her name real quick. Uh, Ji Hyun Kim um, at 125 pounds. This was Alexa Grasso's uh, flyweight debut in the UFC. And absolutely impressed. Um, Kim didn't really get anything good off on her. Uh, Grasso took... Uh, her striking looked fantastic. She's, she's known more as a wrestler and a, and a jiu-jitsu girl. Uh, but her striking looked fantastic. Uh, she tagged her uh, Kim a few times with some big shots that almost put her down. Uh, 20, 30, 27 Grasso on all three scorecards, including my own, looked very impressive. Um, so maybe she said she felt a lot better at 125 pounds. She didn't feel depleted like she did at 115. She even said it was hard for her to keep weight on <laughs> at the, at that weight class, which a lot of guys actually say, um, is tough when they move up. They can't keep the weight on cause they're so used to trying to get it off, um, you know, closer to the fight. And, uh, you know, during training camp, the whole training camp is usually just revolved around them staying low in weight, 
uh, eating right, eating, you know, I mean, they're going to eat right anyway, but eating less. But she looks very impressive in her debut at 125. I don't know what should be next for her. Um, I would say at least a top 15 contender. So she was a top 10 contender at one point at uh, 115 pounds. So exciting to see her there. And then Neil Magny just absolutely shut out Robbie Lawler, man. Um, Neil Magny is so fucking impressive. He, he came, After that loss versus uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, um, brutal knockout. I believe it was like a, a right hand, a right side elbow right over the top, landed right on the side of his head. Knocked him out cold, landed on his face. It was terrible knockout. Um, that being said, has looked fantastic after that. Um, no one's really even, I think he hasn't lost a round since he came back from that knockout. Um, another correction I'd like to make, he is ranked, he was number 14 uh, at 170. He'll probably be ranked higher than that now. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, the original fight scheduled was for uh, Magny and Jeff Neal before Jeff Neal um, had some medical issues, almost died, what he said on his Instagram post. Uh, but Jeff's feeling good now. He said he should be able to be back soon, and it looks like we're going to get that fight as originally scheduled. Not the same date, obviously, but we're going to get those uh, We're gonna get those guys in there. It should be a fun fight. Uh, but Robbie should think about retiring, man. He can't compete with these kids no more. Um, the only guy he really could compete with was Ben Askren. They could have stopped that fight. He could have won that fight, but fought Colby, which was a, a bullshit matchup. Colby should have been fighting for the title then. Uh, lost to Colby, lost to Ben Askren, lost to Neil Magny. He lost to somebody else too in the mix there, but I can't remember. Uh, but I don't know what's next for Robbie Lawler. Um, but I do know what's next for Neil Magny, and it's a title run for sure. Uh, absolutely impressive. Striking is crisp and clean. Is right. He mixes his striking with his wrestling. Just a complete mixed martial artist. I'm very excited. I'm always excited to see Neil Magny fight. Um, I'm excited for, to see what's in store for him next. And then Alexander Rak Rakic just proves he is absolutely one of the best light heavyweights in the world. Without question. The guy goes in there. And just manhandles Anthony Smith. Almost TKO'd him with leg kicks with the within the first, like, two minutes. And Anthony Smith is no small heavyweight at all, by any means. He is, he's a big fucking, he's a big dude. I know he used to fight at 185, but he didn't look good at 185. And he, I mean, he looks like a real light heavyweight. And when you saw Alexander Rakic in there with him, it didn't look fair. The guy is absolutely massive. I don't know how... I, he's 6'4". He looks fucking 230, 240 in there. He almost looks bigger than Stipe. I don't know if that's just by size comparison because with Anthony Smith, but I don't know if he'd look any bigger than Stipe if they were in there together. But I'm pretty sure fight day he came in heavier than Stipe did on fight day. I can almost guarantee you that shit. And went in there and put on a three-round clinic against Anthony Smith. Um, I don't know what's going to be next for Rakic. I don't know if it's a title shot possibly for the winner of Jan versus, <coughs> um, fuck, what's his name? God damn it. Um, holy fuck, how do I not know this? Dominic Reyes? Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if he's going to fight the winner of those two guys. Um, be only because, uh, T I mean, Tiago Santos is right up there as well. Maybe they do him. Uh, versus versus Rockets because um, 
if y'all don't know already, the fight September 12th between Santos and Glover Teixeira is off. Teixeira tested positive for COVID-19. He should be okay. I don't really know what's going on with that. That's all I've heard so far. Um, I'm recording this early Thursday morning. That kind of just came out now. Um, but they're looking to probably re redo that fight. I, I don't know if they do or not. Maybe they put him in there with Rakic next. Uh, but that being said, that fight's off. So maybe Rakic moves right in there because there's going to be a little bit of a delay whether or not those two guys fight because the winner of that fight could easily fight for the title next as well. But we will have to see. Um, Anthony Smith has came out, though, and said that he's really going to have to think about <clears throat> what he does uh, next with his career. He's not really sh- I don't know if he's going to retire. I don't think he should retire. I think he should just take a little bit of time off. I don't think the time off he took between this fight and the Teixeira fight was enough. I know times are tough right now. I'm struggling. Everyone's really struggling as well. I don't know if he took that fight uh, just to feed his family or or what's going on there. But it was a three-round fight, which was weird. I don't. I didn't hear anything about why it was a three-round fight. It wasn't like a. It's not like it was a short-notice replacement fight, where uh, oh, you guys have to fight in the main event spot. The main event fell out or anything like that. It was scheduled to be the main event. So I don't know why it was three rounds. I thought there. I think there was something wrong. I think Anthony Smith wanted more money for five rounds. Something weird. I don't really know what's going on there. But um, light heavyweight division is a lot of fun right now, guys. A lot of fun. We'll see what happens with John Jones out of the mix. This division is fucking interesting. So thank you, John Jones, for vacating your belt. Now we're gonna have some fun at light heavyweight. All right, done with all that shit. Let's get into the fight night this Saturday, August. August. It's fucking September now, guys. Holy shit. I can't believe we've made it this far into 2020 without a meteor hitting us or something. Knock on wood. Hello. Hello. Am I back? I think I'm back. Sorry, I don't know what that was all about. Don't exactly know what happened there. Something happened with my recording. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Um... Fight night this weekend, September, September 5th, maybe, is it the 5th? It is the 5th, okay, we're good to go now, guys, sorry about that, I don't know what happened to my mic, um, but it is Alistair Overeem versus your boy, not Eric Anders, sorry, Augusto Sakai, uh, that is the main event, we were going to break down a little bit of the card here, uh, starting with Brian Kelleher versus Kevin Natidad. Not not TV, not TV dead. I don't know. I'm not very good with uh, uh, names. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Um, but this is Kevin's first fight in the UFC and currently on a five fight win streak. Uh, four fights in LFA. That's really all I know about this guy. I just looked up his sure dog. I don't know much about him. Um, he has a lot of wins by knockout. I think he he's he's nine nine and one uh, total on his at his record. Um, a few I think he has like four or five. Six wins by knockout, TKO. Um, but, yeah, probably a good up-and-coming contender. We'll see how he does against Brian Kelleher, uh, who is a nine-fight UFC veteran. Two is one in his last three. He just lost a deci- uh, via decision to Cody Stamen. Uh A good fight, um, but Cody had that little chip on his shoulder. But, well, you know, his brother had passed away recently. So uh, that's a tough fight for anybody. Um, 
This will be Brian Kelleher's fourth fight of the year, which is absolutely insane. There's a lot of people fighting a lot right now um, just to get out there, I'm sure. I mean, we had that two-month layoff there in between uh, April. Where, when was that? We really didn't have a big – it was only about a month uh, of a layoff there. Um, but, yeah, we've just seen a lot of guys fight a whole lot. I think Angela Hill's fighting again next week. I think that's this might be your fifth fucking fight this year. I'm not sure, uh, but it's fun to see all these guys getting there, um, as much as they are. It's exciting. It's always it's fun people doing it too, like Angela Hill and Brian Kelleher, both 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 fighters. I love to watch. Uh, fun fun to look fun to see. Um, I'm gonna take Brian Kelleher in this fight. He's kind of on he's kind of on the rise right now at 135 pounds. He looks great. Um, I think he fought Stamen at 45. I think they fought at maybe 40 or 45. Uh, anyway, he usually fights at 135. He's looked great. He's kind of on the rise right now. He's talking shit to Sean O'Malley, uh, he, which is a fight he might actually get after O'Malley lost if he wins this fight. Um, but uh, I have him winning probably by TKO late, early, or mid to late in the third round. I think he just ends up outclassing him and uh, is a little too much for him. But I could be surprised. You never know. I've been wrong on a lot of these picks lately. Next up, you got Tiago Moses versus Jalen Turner. Uh, Turner is two and two in the UFC, um, as well as a contender series alum. Uh, if you haven't seen this guy, he's tall, skinny, 155 pound fighter. Um, he has two big KO wins versus uh, one was on that Anderson Silva. Um, what card was it? Anderson Silva versus uh, Stylebender card at a UFC in Brazil. That's kind of where he came out. Ended up losing his next fight and then has a big knockout win in Australia versus Callan Potter. Has looked really good in his fights. Has, I mean, two just two wins in the UFC, but they're both giant KO wins. If y'all haven't seen him fight, uh, go to Fight Pass. Go to YouTube. Look up Jalen Turner. Uh, absolute, Just an absolute sensation. Um, could be one of the next big things at uh, 155 pounds. Um, that being said, Tiago Moses is also 2-2 two two in the UFC and coming off a Big submission win via via heel hook uh, to Michael Johnson on May 13th. So he's fought pretty recently as well. Um, he was a big underdog in that Michael Johnson fight. Um, that was Johnson's fight moving back up to 155 after a little stint there at 145. And really a big upset win. So this could be a guy that's on the rise as well. So should be a fun fight to watch. I'm going to take Jalen Turner by knockout in the first round. It's a bold statement. I don't really like picking guys by first-round knockout unless it's fucking Francis Ngannou or heavyweight or some guy that's just outmatched, like an obvious mismatch. Um, should be a good fight. Uh, a submission artist versus a knockout artist. Always kind of fun to see how those guys end up playing their cards in those situations. And then we got Michael Pieria versus Zalim Imadeyov. Im Imadov, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name either. I'm sorry for a fucking person who does a podcast only about mixed martial arts. I should probably know these guys fucking how to pronounce their names. I know who these people are. Don't know how to pronounce their names. I'll listen to Bruce Buffer this weekend, and I will be sure to pronounce their names correctly next time. I promise. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, if y'all don't know who Michael Pieria is, it's one and two in the UFC. Just lost. Um, to Diego Sanchez because he threw an illegal knee. Before he did that, 
he lost to Tristan Conley because he did a bunch of backflips and ran around the cage for the first five minutes of the fight and ended up losing by decision to a guy who was like the biggest underdog and didn't doesn't even fight at 170. He fights he fights at 155. By the way, I haven't seen Tristan Conley fight at all since then. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up and see what he's doing. But um, he's a capoeira expert, so he's always throwing crazy kicks. He looked great coming into the UFC. Um, got a big knockout win in his first fight in the UFC and hasn't done anything since then. Um, all those crazy things he's done in the cage has contributed to both of his losses. That fight versus Diego Sanchez was one of the weirdest fucking fights I have seen in my entire life. Both guys are fucking insane. Crazy fight. Go watch that fight. It's fucking weird. You can't, you can't tell me it's not weird. Go watch it. Um... Zalim is 0-2 in the UFC. Um, just lost to Max Griffin, Danny Roberts, back-to-back. Obviously, he's 0-2 in the UFC. But this will be his first fight since November 9, 2019. I like seeing guys take time off. He almost That's almost a year um, total. Oh, fuck. November is next month. Holy shit. But that's almost a year taken off there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I think Pieria bounces back. Probably gets a knockout win. Zalim gets cut. We're all good. Um... Moving on, uh, we got Sajara Eubanks versus Carol Rosa. Uh, Eubanks has kind of a very deceptive record. Uh, she's one and two in her last three, um, but those two, those three fights, um, I can't remember who she fought. I know she fought very close fights. Fight of the night versus um, man, what is her name? Aspen Lad. Impressive fight. She looked great. No, she can take a punch and she can fucking throw one too. Um, if you haven't seen Eubanks fight, it's always fun. It's always fun to watch her fight. Um, she will be fighting Carol Rosa, who is two and zero in the UFC and is coming off a decision win versus Vanessa Mello at UFC two fifty one. So she's fought fairly recently as well. And uh, Eubanks is coming off that win versus Sarah Morris on May thirteenth. So these girls have fought very very recently. Should be an interesting fight. I'm going to take Eubanks in this fight. I think she has a lot of momentum on her side. She's fought um, much tougher competition and came, not came up on, on the positive side, not came up on the positive side, but she's looked good in those fights. Uh, so I'm going to take Eubanks in this fight for the experience factor and just the caliber of competition that she's fought um, recently. And then a fight that's kind of going under the radar that I'm personally very, very excited about. And Ovin St. Prue versus Alonzo Menafield. Uh, if y'all don't know who Alonzo Menafield is, he's 2-1 um, under the promotion. Both wins by big knockout. Uh, lost the first time in his career recently at UFC 250. Um, fought Devin Clark. Devin Clark's a fucking insane fighter. If you guys haven't seen him fight, go watch him fight. Um Metafield's got big power in his hands, good kicks, um, but we haven't seen him fight a guy in Oven State Pru. This might be the biggest experience mismatch ever. I don't know, not ever. It seems like it though. He, for for example, St. Pru's been fighting in the UFC since 2013. 21 total fights just in the UFC. That's so many fucking fights. So many fights. Um. I expect St. whole I would think, to use his wrestling, his jiu-jitsu, not entertain the stand-up um, all that much. As, as pretty much as long as he doesn't get caught uh, with 
with a big punch, big overhand right, big uppercut, big, big, big anything. He should come out on top in this fight. I'm going to have him winning, uh, let's say, by submission. Could you guess which submission it would be? Guess. Guess. Just guess. If you don't know, you don't know. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll take a Oven St. Prue via submission, probably early, mid, second round. That brings us to the main event of the evening. I don't say it as good as Bruce Buffer does, but I said it. Let's go. Alistair Overeem, Augusto Sakai. Sakai's 4-0 in the UFC. He's kind of a quiet 4-0. Um, huge knockout wins. Versus Chase Sherman and Martin Tybura. Uh, just beat Blagoy Ignioff in a, in a good fight. Blagoy is tough to get out of there. Um, but Sakai is ve has very, very sneaky power. I said power weird. Power, very sneaky power. What am I from fucking Chicago? Um, but sneaky power. Um, hides his uh, punches behind his kicks, which is different. Um, a surprisingly good kickboxer Sakai is. It'll be an interesting fight to see. Uh... Another experienced mismatch as well. I mean, Sakai isn't obviously as unexperienced as Menafield is. Sakai has four fights in the UFC, and I think he's 15-1 and one overall. But fucking Alistair Overeem, man, has been doing it for so long, man. 64 professional fights. And at 39 years old, four, close to four, I think he's 40 now. I can't believe Alistair Overeem is 40 years old. Is three and one in his last four, and that one fight that he lost to Rosenstrike, he got knocked out with one second left in the fight in a fight he was dominating. For a guy at forty, he's 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 trying to make that last little bit of a title run. He just came off that impressive TKO 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 win uh, versus Walt Harris, uh, which is no easy out for anybody. Um, if you didn't see that fight, Overeem got hurt and almost finished in that first round, came back and ended up winning the fight. But inter interesting fight. I'm gonna take Sakai. If I was a betting man and I was in Las Vegas for these, which I won't be, unfortunately, I will be there literally three days after. Can't bet on any fights. I'm pretty upset, but it's okay. Um, I would take Sakai just because he's an underdog. Um, but over him could just be on that last little bit of a title run, and we will see what happens there. All right, that is all I have for y'all. Just a couple of housekeeping measures here I will call them at least um, I already told you that Santos and Teixeira is off that being said uh, Michelle Waterson and Angela Hill could end up taking that main event slot which I would be excited for and I think that is all I have for y'all today that appears to be it all right. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I've appreciated all the support lately. You guys are fucking amazing. I love each and every one of you, and I will see you next time. Have a good one, guys.